welcome to a very special bonus episode of That Tech Pod. I'm Gabby Schulte. And I'm Laura Milstein. Gabby, what are we talking about today on this bonus episode? Laura, have you ever heard of the Freedom Phone? You know, actually, I have heard of the Freedom Phone uh, pretty recently, but I don't know if it's really free. (laughs) Well, let me tell you a little bit about it. It's a $500 smartphone that's launched by the self-proclaimed Bitcoin millionaire Eric Finman. The new smartphone is designed to fight back against big tech companies by promoting free speech and security. It comes with its own app store, which features apps that are normally blocked or banned by other big tech sites um, and that have traditionally been associated with conservative influencers and audiences like Gab or Parler. So the phone is marketed as an uncensored smartphone, but some tech experts are asking just how uncensorable and safe, privacy safe, it really is. So Laura, I heard that you have a great guest to help us go through today's topic. Uh, I don't know who told you that, but they were right. (laughs) Well, you told me before this episode. Yeah, it was me. It was me, and I was right. So, yes, Gabby, I do. Today, we're talking to Mandy Wiggins. Mandy is a digital forensics and electronic discovery expert. She has more than 22 years of experience in extensive experience, I should say. Like, it's extensive. Not just experience. Extensive experience in digital forensics, data collection, mobile device forensics, cloud forensics, as well as cyber forensics and discovery. And I I can't stress enough, extensive experience. We have a true expert on our hands today. So Mandy, thanks for hopping on with us today for this bonus episode. Thank you. I'm uh, very excited to be here. Talk about the Freedom Phone. Yeah. So so let's just dive into it. So this Freedom Phone, is it free? Like, what does that mean? Like, obviously, it's $500, so we know it's not free. But is it something that, you know, when you're looking at the tech behind that, is it something that you can honestly say, yeah, no, I think this is really going to save your you and your data. You're protected because I'm just not understanding. Can you tell us your thoughts on this device? Sure. So the Freedom Phone is definitely not free. Uh, Like Gabby mentioned, it has a $500 price tag. Um, And it's actually uh, another version of another Android uh, device that actually sells for a lot cheaper. Um, So uh, one thing about this about this phone is that it's, you know, they claim to create the operating system and that it's a custom phone, but it actually is um, another version of a phone. Um, that is uh, that is manufactured by Umidigi, and it's an A9 Pro phone that goes again for $120, where this one goes hmm. for $150. So, out of curiosity, Mandy, is the other phone that this phone is kind of you know spiraling off of? Is that phone like you know secure? Would you say that's a phone that's protecting your data, or no to that also? I would say no. Um, it's a standard, um, actually, kind of low-end uh, Android device that uh, that is used, um, and it's also uh, made in China. With their, um, they're based in uh, Sichuan. Um, sorry, 
uh city that um, that actually confuses me too because when i'm thinking at this phone for the sake of data privacy like politics aside whatever you feel great it's more to me just about the data privacy i like the idea behind having a phone that is saying hey you know we are actually looking out for your digital footprint your privacy what you're doing what you're putting in the world and we're kind of saving you from certain things because sometimes you don't know and we've talked to a lot of people on here that are like, delete the cookies. And we're like, but I want to go to the website. Um, And so it's a little bit confusing with certain things. Uh, But right there, when you just said manufactured in China, automatically I'm thinking, I don't, it just doesn't sound secure based on the fact that I live in the United States. And maybe I'm foolish on that and I'm missing something. But right off the bat, I have questions with that. But it also leads me to another question with data privacy that I'm hoping you can kind of tackle with this. So. One of the things the phone is saying, as Gabby mentioned earlier, is you can get apps like Parler that are now banned from the Apple phones right now. Um, and I think certain aspects of that, you kind of wonder, is it OK to ban an app like Parler? Why can't I have Parler? What is who is making the decision to ban certain apps? And so I'm kind of wondering, isn't there some sort of line between those things with data privacy and how come, you know, I'm just trying to to understand because I think there are limitations with data privacy where I want to be protected at the same point who decides what I can and cannot see. Like, I want to be able to decide what I can't share of my own. But if somebody wants to share an app with me, shouldn't it be my decision if I use that app or not? And so I do like that the phone is saying, hey, you can use these other apps. Um, And so I'm kind of questioning your thoughts on that. Is there something behind that that in your opinion, when you're looking at these devices and you're saying, hey, they're adding this, am I losing text messages? Am I still able to do those things? Gabby, help me. I I think I'm spiraling with this right now. (laughs) Your your question was so long. I'm on a tangent. Um, uh, Mandy, why don't you just jump in? What do you, what do you think? (laughs) Sure. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people, when they started banning, um, different applications and stuff like that for your phone, people were pretty upset because they do want to be able to have control of what they view, uh, how they interact with people and, and things like that. And, um, you know, Apple is ultimately making those decisions. Uh, we're talking about the iPhone specifically, uh, you know, is definitely making those decisions on what to post on their app store and what they don't. But this isn't really new. Um, the Apple app store is one of the hardest uh, app stores out there to be able to get your application that you created, your developed application up on the app store. That's why, like, if you compare, like, the app store to like Google play, there's so many more apps on Google play than there is on, on the app store. And that's because Apple does have quite a bit of control as far as, um, you know, what kind of security uh, precautions and those kind of things are built into the apps prior to posting them on the app store, allowing their users to download them. Um, But I think also consumers have a choice. So they're not very happy with having Apple control what they can and can't download. They can start to use an Android device. And while maybe the Google Play Store 
is banning some of those applications or has banned them in the past, that doesn't mean that you still can't get them, right? So even when Parler was maybe uh, banned from those sites, you could actually still go to Parler, download the, the application and put it on your phone. So you still have uh, choices. You just have to make a different one, right? If you want to continue you to, to maybe use some of those apps that, that are banned. Right. Um, go a different avenue. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. And, um, you know, the, the Freedom Phone has their own app store called uh, Patriot um, that has. Uh, Wait, can we take a so look Can we take a look on that? The Freedom Phone. <laughs> all of their apps on there. And, um, How creative. Right. right. <laughs> I like and, it. Uh, I like you know, it. You can download pretty much what you, what you want from it, um, but they don't uh, have as much control as far as. Um, you know, security precautions and things like that in their apps. They are more apt to just allow, similar to Google Play Store, allow um, applications from almost any manufacturer, any developer. Right. And as easy as it, as it is to poke fun of the names of the Freedom Phone and the Patriot app and all that stuff, I think what Laura was trying to say earlier was that, you know, like basically from your expertise, do you think it's even possible for us to get to a point where we have a phone that's uncensorable, that is super secure with our, with the data and, you know, and all of that. And cause you know, obviously, uh, people who are very concerned with their data, you know, are, would probably really like that, but I'm sure, you know, no matter who, who's in control, the government wouldn't like that. Big tech wouldn't like that. So, yeah. So is that, are we ever going to get to a place where that's possible? Well, I think, um, I think that the, the idea, the concept behind like the freedom phone is good because I think people do want to have control over what they're sharing, who is tracking what, how long that data is kept, you know, those kind of things. Um, but there is actually an entire subculture and there has been for a while on ways to um, bypass Apple and Google uh, services that transmit data back and forth to uh, app providers as well as Google and Apple. So so um, I think that uh, if it's done correctly, um, you know, if they're really creating a phone, um, if they're really putting security aspects in there, I think it could probably happen. But I think it's going to take more than uh, more than Eric to, um, <laughs> to put it together, to put it together. Yeah. Right. And but and then like uh, just a quick follow up, like. Maybe that is put together, but then how long do you think that'll be able to be like on the market? Like, cause I feel like there would be like a crackdown in that. Like, again, who like politics aside, you know, um, uh, no matter who's in control, I feel like there would be a, a big tech, big government crackdown on something like that. Right. Because they're, the, they're the ones that know the technology. Right. So you think that they would have some kind of uh, some kind of part in that. Um, and I guess time, time will kind of tell on, on whether they we move forward from the current version of the Freedom Phone, you know, to something a little more Ma serious. Mandy, are you on uh, <laughs> are you on Cricket Wireless? 
Am I on Cricket Wireless? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> one of the, one of the yeah. randoms. Well, it's like, um, so Gabby and I were just speaking earlier about the new Apple scanning thing where it mm. can like scan your mm. stuff and it's like taking all your stuff. And we are against it. I signed the petition. No Apple. Um, you cannot, even though they probably have been doing it. And we've talked about this with a few people, but it's things like that where it's almost like we are dependent on these big companies that I can't live without my phone. I, I, to an extent, I admire people that don't have their phone with them 24 seven, but I have three phones with me at all points. (laughs) And I'm going to be honest with you, none are landlines, which is scary, which is scary. And I'm just like, well, one is a U.S. number. One is an Irish one. One's a, you know, it's like, there's all these reasons, but in reality, it's almost like a a sickness to be attached to these devices. And they have all of your information everywhere. And it's scary that I love the idea behind the freedom phone. I want it to work because I want to feel like it's okay that I'm obsessed with all of my phones. They're not, they're my friends. You know, I want it to feel normal because I know it's safe. And the fact of the matter is I, I just don't feel that way. So as a, you know, as a forensic expert in this, diving more a little bit past the freedom phone and i am really long-winded with my questions today it is clear i cannot get it out i apologize team uh, but you got it i'm getting there but my question is you know are you seeing so many things on front like when you're taking and you're doing somebody's doing an investigation and they're like hey mandy you know something happened here's the phone here's the laptop you know what are the weirdest things that you're seeing like what is something like tell us something crazy that you're like i can't believe this person did not like why because now i'm seeing this and like my eyes (laughs) so um I mean, I think I'm always amazed with, and I, I do investigate um, a lot of mobile phones uh, uh, constantly, it seems like. And one thing that I'm always actually kind of concerned and impressed with is how many different chat and communication applications people use. Like they all have different uh, security, right? Like how long they're kept and where they're kept and whether it's encrypted or not or things like that. But I just looked and exported out some communication from a mobile device and it had probably like eight to 10 different, (laughs) you know, mobile communication uh, type um, apps on there and it's a lot. Um, it's a lot for people that are concerned with security and stuff like that you think that you would kind of maybe uh, minimize the type of apps you're using or at least have a good understanding of what their security is uh, but it seemed like this person just used whatever they wanted <laughs> well and and yeah and about that like I I was just thinking the other day, like just at work, like, you know, I was communicating on Google chat, like with work things like work communications, but like we were started on Google chat, then went to Slack and then someone texted me because they weren't next to their computer. And, you know, it's just like all these different things. And it's, it's funny because like, yeah, you don't think in the moment, like, okay, I need to be careful with what I'm saying, where, and all that, you know, the different type of security, uh, measures that certain things have, but they all have different ones. And it's, it's, but that's not how we communicate though. It's not like, Oh, here I need to, 
watch what I say. You know what I mean? Right. So right. What, what do you think about that? And like kind of where we're going in that respect? Um, so, uh, sorry, can you say, can you say that one more time? The respect for what, in respect to what? I'm sorry. Well, just, just in like the sense of how we're communicating and sharing our data with each other on different apps or or platforms and the security concerns that people do or do not have because it's just going to keep going right like we're we're sending snapchats we're um sharing personal information via whatever and it's just not going to stop but so how does someone be secure yeah, where's right. it going? Because I think more people are um, interested in convenience, right? Than um, sometimes, right? Than than security and and things like that. So, I mean, I think I think since it's probably not going to stop, like you said, um, I think the best thing to do is really kind of research, uh, you know, what apps you're using or you're communicating on for sure. What apps are actually storing your data? What apps are actually just tunnels or portals into data? You know, I had that conversation today with someone about how, you know, they use their health system app on their phone, but it's actually that there's no actually health data stored on the phone. It's just an application that allows you to port into where that data is stored, like at the hospital system or something like that. Um, So really uh, educating yourself on the apps you're using uh, and how they work, I think is the best way. Um, But I think most people won't won't do that. Yeah. And, (laughs) and just to take it back to like the freedom phone, what, so what were you so interested? So last question, what were you so interested about the freedom phone and kind of like, if we're looking in the next five years, where do you think we're going in that sense of, um, like, what are some of the trends coming yeah, in sort of data this. security? I want to yeah, jump go on ahead. this since this is our last question here. And because Gabby loves to ask about trends in every everyone we go, it's like, well, where That's the trends go to where, where the trends are going the trends. <laughs> and it's a great question. I love it. But um, yeah, I, I want to stay on the freedom phone for this and continue with the trends because one of my trend issues is when you're doing forensic collection, you're either typically using Celebrate or Oxygen. Those are really the only choices. And in reality, Celebrate is from Israel. Oxygen is from Russia. There's nothing in the U.S. and you're doing literally digital forensics on a lot of the U.S. things. Like, to me, that's crazy. Coming down with trends, do you think that one of the trends is going to be a U.S.-based forensic company? Do you think there's any competition there. Um, And then to last part of that question is if right now we gave you a freedom phone and a regular phone and you had to do forensic collections on an iPhone and a freedom phone, which would be easier, which would be harder? And do you think you'd use Celebrate or Oxygen? Um, So I think as far as trends go, so so with the with the forensic companies, so there is another one out there that is pretty popular and it's been around for a long time called um, Magnet Forensics, and they're actually out of Canada, um, so they're they're not um, they're not all that far <laughs> all that far away, um, and so. Um, I think that you're probably going to you're probably going to see people wanting to have more of a U.S. 
or in-country presence for investigation tools. I think the same reason that we're talking about, you know, the Freedom Phone and it being manufactured in China. And I don't even think I mentioned that, like the chip, the CPU chip that they're using in those phones are from Taiwan. And they're actually known to have vulnerabilities on authentication and being That's able to right. bypass them. And I did, I did hear like that. that. So it's... Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I think that I think you're going to see probably more and more of people wanting that kind of, uh, you know, that kind of control uh, for sure. Um, If if I was to get a a freedom phone to collect uh, versus an iPhone, um, I would say probably the iPhone is going to be easier because iPhones are always easier than Android devices in general. So, um, so that would be my answer for that. Um, One that point for like, the freedom phone, I guess. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, as far as like looking into apps and like um, activities and stuff like that, I think it would be interesting to see what the actual difference between like a standard uh, Pixel or Samsung uh, Android phone um, uh, versus the versus the Freedom Phone. It's still Android. It's actually a combination of two different flavors of Android, um, but it just doesn't have like the Google services um, part of it that is communicating or tracking the data and things like that. So. Um, but that's what I would like to do. Um, and now freedom phones are being shipped out. I think they started to be shipped out in August. So we we'll get one so we can right. try to see if it's really secure and have you do a collection on it. We'll hand you a freedom phone, one of those like smallest phone in the world, the jellies, right. an iPhone, and then just like a standard Google Android something. Yeah, I can yeah. test them all out. Yeah, I think the jelly will be the hardest. It'll be like, right. it's too small to plug in. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. Well, right. with that being said, Mandy, thank you so much for coming on today for this bonus episode. I mean, I think it was incredible to have the expert, expert, expert forensic specialist out there that you are on to dive into the Freedom Phone. So thank you so much for being a part of our bonus episode. Thank you for having me. Uh, I appreciate it.